This is Chicago's official radio home for Bulls, Bucks, and round one of the NBA playoffs on Sports Radio 670 The Score and on the Odyssey app. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. Live from the Hyundai Studios, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score. Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. And this hour is being brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Ray, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I think anytime you go through what they have gone through, there's probably not a whole lot of scenarios and situations, whether it be home or on the road or being down or being up or execution late game or things defensively uh, their um, cohesiveness chemistry being together for a period of time there's just not a lot they haven't seen and I think that's where you get that experience from you get that confidence from is the more you go through through those things you, the more I think you learn to trust and rely on each other because you've all been through it together and you know you know what you have to do collectively That's Bulls head coach Billy Donovan talking about the mountain that the Bulls have to climb to take on the Milwaukee Bucks and win. That series gets underway Sunday here on The Score. Our buddy Jim Ozarski covers the Bucks for the Journal Sentinel. He's from here, though. He wrote a great piece about Giannis, which we will talk about. He joins me now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I've already talked with a Joe O. Now I'll talk with a Jim O. Hello, sir. <laughs> I, I Thanks, Lawrence. I'm good. That's a lot of consonants going on in back-to-back segments for you. Yes, there is. There, There <laughs> is. And, and so the goal is to not mix you two guys up. I, I, I'm putting you in charge of the Milwaukee Bucks and Joe in charge of everything else, which is usually the way it went when Joe was my executive producer. He was just in charge of everything else. And then my job was to show up and not be stupid. So I'm going to try to duplicate that here in my conversation with you. How are you, sir? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. A little bit of springish weather, kind of, maybe, in our respective hometowns. So, yeah, I'm good. How have the Bucks? think about how their season ended like what what is their feeling about being the three seed in the east okay there's there's two parts to that that question so yes the the three seed um they're fine with that i realize there's a national talking head thing going on with the brooklyn nets and the bucks are trying to duck so that in in house i mean you played the clip from billy donovan there coming in lawrence and he's exactly right like there's they there's no fear of anything. There's no worry of anything or teams. Um, they would have been just as happy with the two as they were the three. Um, and they accomplished that by winning two of their last three games on a back-to-back against Boston and Detroit. Um, now, when you say how they feel about their season ending, it's interesting, Lawrence, because this team has been built around defense since the Mike Budenholzer era began. There is a conference title run or championship round run four years ago now um historic levels of defense those first two years last year a little bit of dip this year lawrence they're 25th in the league 
in defensive rating, which is for, for fans, it's points per 100 possessions. It's probably a more accurate way to, to, to measure defense. 25th since the All-Star break. Um, that's not good. <laughs> and their third quarter scoring differential is, I think, 24th in the league. Also not good. Um, so they've got some things they need to try to correct here going into the playoffs. So, of course, they say, hey, we're improving. We, we think it's going to get better. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's some issues that, that they need to resolve beginning with this series against the Bulls. Oh, okay, so how would they say that they've played in defensively over the last couple of weeks then as they're, they're winding down the season? Yeah, so, the, you know, they always preface it with the don't want to make excuses, but now there were two bench games, Clippers, Cavs, nobody played but the bench. They gave up like 130 points. But when you're talking about a, an 18-game run, I mean, that's not, a, that's not a big sample size, right? So I, I think offensively they're playing well. They're healthy. Drew Holiday is having a career type of season, career type of finish to his year, Lawrence. So I think in general, they feel good. I think 15 and six, maybe uh, since the, uh, their, their last, you know, 20 something games, um, you know, and again, a couple losses to some in these bench games type of thing. So they feel good in general. I think for them though, they know if they're going to win it again, which is their goal, the defense has to tighten up across 48 minutes, as opposed to say just the last two and a half. I want to ask you about last week's game because I'm, I was so frustrated by the way the Bulls played in that game, particularly because I thought the Bucks were trying stuff. You know, Giannis didn't really shoot. He was being a facilitator in the game. He didn't play heavy minutes. Neither did Chris Middleton. They, they were experimenting with Drew Holiday on, on first unit and second unit. I was really upset that the Bulls got blown out in that game because I felt like Milwaukee was looking at it as a scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll, they would call it a scrimmage, but no, the Bucks for sure have experimented down the stretch. Brooke Lopez, George, George Hill, their kind of top backup point guard, uh, didn't, you know, they just came back against Utah, you know, uh, middle of March. So, you're right. I mean, they definitely have been experimenting with some stuff, and I think, and that's not to disrespect the teams they're playing. They did that against other teams other than the Bulls. But to your point, Lawrence, I, I mean, the fact that they were able to do some things like that and still handle the Bulls the way they did, um, to still keep Demar Derozan, you know, relatively clear of the free throw line. I know Zach didn't play, um, but I, yeah, it, it's tough. I heard well, we mentioned Joe O to start. I heard those odds, at, you know, in terms of the, the Bulls in this series, and I just don't know if they have anything for Giannis. I don't know if they have anything for Drew Holiday. Whereas conversely, I think the Bulls have something for, or the Bucks have something for the Bulls stars, you know. And and it's just, you know, the, the Bucks. I think, uh, you know, they're they're in that mode now, Lawrence. They're going to dial into that. We've won it. We want to do it again, so it, it's time to, to to button it up. How does Brooke Lopez change the floor geometry for them? Man, it's it, it's hard to say. It, I mean, it's hard to quantify. Um, he's he's so underrated to non hardcore basketball fans, and I don't mean to to, to go Tony Larusa there <laughs> on people, but it's it, but even the players here say that. 
because he's just so huge, Lawrence. Like it, it's he's like a seven five wingspan, and he can still move. So that the idea of of staying connected to say Demar Derozan at eighteen feet while still keeping Patrick Williams from being able to get to the rim, like even Giannis is like, I can't do that. Like the way Brooke does it, it's just different and it's bigger. So that so you say geometry there, Lawrence. That allows that allows Giannis then, as a help side defender, to like if you want to whatever angle then he wants to take to go get that ball off the rim. He's free to do that. That, that you know he, Lopez is that access point all the way around. Um, you know even out to Drew Holiday if he wants to pick up you know Demar at, at half court. Hmm. He just makes them better. And you know that I'm in the Drew Holiday for President Society. I think he's such a good player. I I love the matchup problem that he creates for a lot of teams. I hate the matchup problem that he creates for the Bulls. How important is he to what the Bucks want to do in going back to back? Yeah, it's uh you know it's funny. Lawrence, so he was acquired at the start of last year, and the bar they set as a group with Drew is a championship. So that that seems ridiculous to say, like, all over Peter win again, but he couldn't make anything last playoff, Lawrence. I mean, when I say anything, he was doing like 36% the entire playoff, or like 30% from three. Um, and, it, and his play actually, in hindsight, um, declined a bit the last month of the season. So maybe you can look back and say, oh, we saw this coming. Well, conversely, Lawrence, he is on an upward trajectory um, offensively. Career high at three points. He is scoring more than Giannis in the fourth quarters of games. He has become this sort of closer in the last month or so. Um, one of the most biggest fourth quarter scores in the league in, since the break. Um, and almost averaging a double double with assists. So, yeah, Lawrence, he's um, he's at. I think he scored twenty points a game one year in, in, in New Orleans. So I'm not trying to say he hasn't been this guy, but with this team, who are you going to devote resources to? It's Giannis, and let's be real, Chris Middleton. And then so Drew tends to get the benefit of of those matchups. Or look, Io has had a great year. He took Iowa to school a few times this year, Lawrence. I mean, and Kobe White. Like, you know, there, there's a difference there, and you're right. That's a huge matchup, not just this series, but even going forward for Milwaukee. Your piece in the Journal Sentinel about Giannis I thought was incredible, and I think that he's becoming someone who's becoming bigger than just a basketball player. What made you decide that you wanted to do a piece about Giannis and him, his exploration of himself and his mental health. Yeah, so it uh, so quickly for fans, they might re- recall ego, pride, humility. He had this great sort of moment of why how he approaches his ego during the NBA Finals last year. Bears fans might recall Matt Nagy mentioning this in training camp, um, and it has spread beyond that. I mean, I, I couldn't get into the global stuff, Lawrence, because. In, in Greece, it was just too hard to manage. But nationally, I mean, teachers are putting it in classrooms. CEOs say this is the way, you know, we need to lead. Um, NFL tight ends are like, this is, you know, uh, changing the way I try to approach 
my time on the bench when the defense is on the field. Like it's it's sort of moved beyond um, sport in that way to where you can it's applicable. You can teach it. It's not like a you know Giannis can dunk and Euro step three three strides from half court. None of us can do that or truly understand it. We can understand trying to live in today and appreciate the moments. I, I would hope that the pandemic has maybe emphasized that to a degree, but yeah, Lawrence, um, it just sort of, and, and the reason I, I wanted to explore it now was because yeah, nine months later, like people are still talking about this. They're still trying to apply it and do it. And so I had to talk to Giannis about it. He didn't know. He's not like, he's one of those guys who like, when he says he's not on social media, like he's not, you know, it's not him posting that stuff. Um, so he was like blown away by it. And then also to try to stay humble, Lawrence isn't sure he should be that guy. Like, should people look at what I say and follow me, which, you know, this like conversely that attracts people like, wow, he's not, he's speaking his own truth. He's not trying to get us to do something or to buy something. It, it comes across as very authentic and, and wide, wide ranging. The more I, I hear or read about Giannis, the more I feel like he made a wonderful decision on staying in Milwaukee, that he gets to be the superstar of superstars in the NBA. He's the best player in the league right now. And he still gets to have what I think is a low profile if one can be the best player in the league and have a low profile. Yeah, it's it's true, Lawrence, without a doubt. Um, I mean, look, I was just at a, you know, a personal level. I was just at the eye doctor this morning, and guys in, in the doctor's like, oh, yeah, I ran into Giannis, uh, you know, at a local uh, at a local establishment, you know, and he was watching his, his partner play sand volleyball, just hanging out with, like, all the other partners watching their <laughs> their person play sand volleyball. Um, he's just and, – and, and, look, Milwaukee's maybe small enough that, like, when people see him, it's kind of like, oh, there's Giannis, yay, but we'll leave him. I mean, I know if it's a huge market, Lawrence, you can be that too. Like, in L.A., what's one star versus another 800, right? Right. But you're right. In Milwaukee, though, it's that – there's no cameras. There's no all that other stuff. Yeah, it it's, uh, it suits him. And then he could. And honestly, Lawrence, I think that's why he can. Um, I don't want to project too much, but but speak the way he does or feel the way he does because it can be an earnest conversation and something that he's allowed to expound on and, and really get into. Um, and it be like consumed and taken in. It's not parceled out. Um, some of that's our fault. You know this, Lawrence, in our business. Um, we're looking for the sound bite or the clip or, you know, some people might say click eight for lack of a better word. But that's, yeah, I think all of that suits him. And he's obviously been able to grow and still be, a, you know, being a big endorser, buying the baseball teams and have all the stuff guys like that can get, but also kind of still stay normal as possible. I want you to know before I ask this question that I don't think the Bulls can beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. In fact, I'm probably going to take Joe Ostrowski's advice and, and, and bet the Bucks minus two and a half on the series. But if there was a way for the Bulls to beat Milwaukee, what way would it be? Uh, game one Sunday, for sure. The Bucks in, in recent history, um, even last year, they rarely play well in game ones. Um, the one game they won last year, Chris Middleton hit a buzzer beater against Miami. 
Um, so this is home and road. For whatever reason, this group just comes out rusty <laughs> in game ones. And look, the first time they played here, Pfizer Forum, it went down to the wire. DeMar DeRozan went to the free throw line 18 times. Um, so game one, for sure, Lawrence, because the Bulls are a good team. I mean, they're not – I understand how it ended. Let's not be totally dismissive of what they can do. Um, so I think game one is a big one. And it, within that, as I said, if, if they're going to sneak another one or maybe lose game one but win game three or four, whatever it may be, it is the free throw line. I mean, after that first game, the Bucks made such an effort, Lawrence, to not foul DeMar DeRozan, to not foul Zach Levine. Um, and it's worked. I mean, it, it, DeMar didn't get to the line at all in, in games two and three. And then the eight times in that last one we just talked about were kind of, you know, I mean, there was a three-point play, a four-point play maybe. I mean, they weren't like him just getting to the line for two all the time. So that would be the other way the Bulls can, can win is DeMar's got to – and Zach have to get to the line. And then, of course, there's the foul trouble on the other end for the Bucks. As always, sir, I thank you for your time. The piece that you did on Giannis is really great, and, and I would recommend to everyone. I retweeted it. It's in my timeline on Twitter, at Lawrence W. Holmes, if you want to check it out. But just check the, the Journal Sentinel, and you'll see Jim's byline, and you can see all the great work that he's done covering the Bucks this whole time. Thanks so much. Uh, when this series wraps up, or if this series gets tight, I would like to have you back on. That'd be fantastic, Lawrence. Anytime. That's Jim Ozarski from the Journal Sentinel. He's a good man and thorough.